Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 182 of the Canadian Football Countdown, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. We're here to preview week number 18 in the CFL this evening. I'm Ryan Coop, joined by, first of all, the great Adam Stewart. Adam, how are you doing tonight? Hey, doing good, Ryan. And you? I'm doing okay. The weather today kind of sucked. It's that weird fall weather where, you know, it kind of puts you in a bit of a bad mood. So I'm looking forward to some fun football talk or whatever, however tonight goes, whatever we end up talking about. Uh, oh, joining us here. Yeah, no, away. minus six here. So, I mean, it's going to be cold tonight. I'll tell you that Minus much. six, eh? Minus six. It's actually going to freeze hard tonight. So uh, Ooh, I had to try to make sure all the water stuff was put away. That's for sure. Yikes. That's well, a little better than it was here, but uh, yeah, it's that weird weather time of year. And joining us here as well, uh, clearly hyped up about the Toronto Blue Jays, decked out in his full blue this evening, the great Trey Colback. Trey, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. Minus six, actually. You keep that. You can keep that. Uh, I had a meeting just the other day with some um, horse racing people from uh, New Zealand, and their jaws dropped when I said we're gonna have snow within the month. Uh, <laughs> so, but the minus six, man. Oh, oh, Halloween! You always have to wear the sweater, right, or the jacket underneath the costume. You have to get the double XL uh, princess costume and stuff the sweater underneath, right? You bet. And uh, well, let's face it, I never wore the the double XL princess costume tray, but I mean, if you did, I mean, it's, it's no problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, minus six. You know what that means? That means the pads are going to start popping here pretty quick. So, uh, need some good football coming up. Yeah, are we taking Saskatchewan to cover the minus six or? Uh... <laughs> we'll talk about that later on here. I don't know what the actual line is. We'll take a we'll take a look uh, later on in the show uh, this evening. We're gonna talk a little bit about the uh, the CFL trade deadline. Okay, well that's it. And on to the next topic because uh, there really wasn't much to talk about. No, there was some. We'll talk about it here yet. Uh, this evening, we'll talk about some of the latest news around the CFL. We'll quickly preview each of the games for this coming week, talk our CFL fantasy options, the CFL Podcast Network Fantasy League playoffs start this week, so big week there, uh, and we'll make our picks against the spread powered by Stamp as well. We'll also take your comments and questions in our live chat, all made possible by our presenting sponsor, Game Time TV. You can learn more by visiting GameTimeTV.ca or by following on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GameTimeTVMB. Uh, before we go any further, as always, I want to acknowledge that the Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you from Treaty 1 Territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Ojibwe, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation, as well as from Treaty 4 Territory, traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota and Métis Nation. I'd also like to take a quick moment to thank one of our sponsors, which is BetStamp. Uh, BetStamp is a free app that helps you find the best value for your online sports betting wagers. There's so many different sports books out there these days. How do you know you're getting the best value? Well, they provide you odds across many different sites, all in one convenient place. You click on the game you are picking. And you can see them all there and uh, find the one that's going to maximize the return for the pick you want to make. Once you find one you like, you can sign up for the corresponding site, link it to the BetStamp app for convenient tracking of your wagers through the BetStamp BetLink page. 
And if you want extra insight, you can also check the commission free marketplace, see what everybody else is picking. You can find our picks on there under CF Countdown Pod, Trey's picks under Trey CF Countdown, and uh, through verified bet tracking feature on BetStamp, you get the uh, guarantee that the odds are uh, verified and legitimate. Visit betstamp.app or download the app from your local app store. Make sure you sign up with referral code CFC. Let them know we sent you. It helps the show out as well. Uh, And start using BetStamp to track your wagers today. Best of luck with them. And remember, always bet responsibly. Do not bet the farm. Uh, Speaking of betting, uh, Chris in the live chat. Trey wants to know if you're playing online poker tonight. You've got got the shades on. You're uh, not giving anything away today, are you? No nah, man, every everything is uh, close to my vest today. Um, yeah, just just living life, boys. Just living life. I got nothing else to say than that, man. I'm just I'm hyped for a weekend. What what sports not going on this weekend? Like, yeah, it's NBA preseason, but the NHL starts in Czech or Czechia, whatever it's called now. You got DFL football. You got NFL football. You got college. Do I need to say more about the Blue Jays and MLB? Probably not. What's not going on? I'm sure there's curling somewhere going on. You know, there's horse racing always going on. Soccer's always going on. UFC, I'm sure, is somewhere on Friday night fight night or something. What's not going on, boys? Not no senior hockey yet. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be uh, doing uh, I think M uh, M uh, M W J H L with Mike tomorrow. So you know, there's something always going on. Awesome. Yes. Uh, how did the debut go last week, Trey? I'm not fired. So I mean. <laughs> He told me to come back, and I didn't get, you know, and first time meeting Mike, and nice, I, I love Mike, I love Mike, I know he's in the, I know he's in the group chat or the chat here, but Mike's a nice guy, I love him. Yeah, Mike is the best, uh, gotta love him. Well, let's get into talking about uh, some of the uh, the major things from around the CFL. Hey, Mike says Grant, Mike's in the chat saying Grand Slam of Curling is on this weekend too, so there you go. Uh, you know, curling, uh, I, I actually enjoy curling quite a bit, uh, especially I think I, I was still in school during the, I don't know if it was the past Winter Olympics, but the one before that where curling was on at two in the morning while I was doing homework. Oh, perfect way to study for an exam to watch uh, Olympic curling, I got to say. Uh, but let's talk some football here, because I guess that's what we're here to do. And, uh, well, it, today the big thing was the CFL trade deadline. Uh, we did have a lot of trade rumors uh, around some big-name players uh, in the CFL. We also had a lot of trade rumors somehow starting today around the Canadian Football Podcast network of hosts uh, changing places. But uh, the trade deadline passed. No deals were made. Oh, wait, hang on. Sorry, getting a phone call real quick. Um, hi, Mr. Commissioner. Hello? Yes? Um, what? My trade was denied? Why? Trey has a no trade clause that prevents him going to Saskatchewan? I probably should have looked at that when I signed it. Who signed that? Okay. Bye. Well, I guess no deal after all. We tried to make something work, but, uh, you know, as a good Winnipeg GM always does, you got to stand pat at the deadline, I guess. Unless you're the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I mean, those guys there, I don't know what it is. They're able to pull those trades off at the trade deadline and end up bringing in like a stud like, oh, I don't know, Zach Caleros. I mean, this year that's what the right. That's what the Pills podcast was trying to do. Bring a stud in like me, right? And maybe I could lead them to the playoffs, man. 
Yeah, well, there were know. there were a variety of issues. The uh, you know the the no trade clause. I don't think they could fit in Trey's forty five million dollar a year salary. Um, we're happy to still have you. You know, yeah, you know. You, sometimes you got to test the waters a little bit. That's how you build a championship team. But at the end of the day, we're happy with the guys we have in the locker room. And of course, all jokes aside, no, nobody is trading places here among the podcasts. Uh, we're rolling strong going into the playoffs. We've got two strong candidates here with me for Rookie of the Year in the podcast network here. So, uh, yeah, I think we're we're on a good pace here to finish off the season. Hey, I'm just glad I didn't get cut and have to go and sit in line and wait at the two and out CFL podcast anytime soon. So, you know, I'm just glad I'm here, guys. <laughs> Uh, Chris is asking, Trey, did you ask for all blue M&Ms only before every game plus your salary? Are there blue M&Ms? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, for a second, is there blue M&Ms? I know I'm zoning up for a second. I can't picture a blue M&M to save my life right now. <laughs> oh, man. I can't either. Yeah. I know there's the one of the cartoon, isn't there? But is there an actual blue M&M? I'm looking this up. Yeah, I can only I picture Skittles right now. And Smarties. I think there's a blue no, Smarties. There is, there is a blue okay. M&M. Yep. That's how little I eat M&M's. The only time I ever get M&M's is when I go to the go to the movie theater. But then you're in the dark. You don't know what color they are. <laughs> <laughs> this show's going off the rails already at the start of it. But in a fun way. I, I think we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs here this evening. So uh, stay tuned. Hop on the ride. And it uh, should be a fun night here. But... I uh, know let's, uh, let's talk about the actual CFL trade deadline. No trades were made today. There was one trade made yesterday, I believe it was, in which the Winnipeg Blue Bombers sent uh, Cedric Wilcox II, a defensive lineman, over to the Hamilton Tiger Cats for uh, Alden Darby, who was uh, a former member of the Bombers, part of that 2021 championship team. And uh, ended up originally going to Ottawa and then changed his mind in the offseason and ended up going to Hamilton or something weird like that. Um, the only, That's the only trade we have here to talk about. Uh, let's go to you first, Adam. Uh, I guess, what are your thoughts on either that trade or the lack of deals around the league here uh, at the trade deadline? I mean, not too surprising given the history, right? Yeah, no, it's not really that surprising. I mean, you can't have every year where you go get see a Zach Caloros traded or something like that in the CFL. It just doesn't happen overnight. I know that uh, the, in Saskatchewan, the rumors were rampant about uh, Jeremy O'Day possibly doing something here uh, before the trade deadline, and it didn't happen because, as Jeremy said, there's just a lack of uh, players available or people that want to make moves right at this time of year. Uh, most of the guys, you can't just bring anybody in and it's not going to help you within three games with only three games left in the schedule. So uh, in Saskatchewan, of course, in lots of the teams, they just roll with what they got. And uh, they're not saying that there could have been trades or there may have been some spots. Maybe there was a lot of talking, but that's about all that it was. It was talking maybe in the offseason. Some of these guys will go after. I'm sure Bo Levi Mitchell will be one of those guys that will be getting a contract somewhere in the CFL next year, whether it be in Saskatchewan or otherwise. Uh, but the trade itself that did happen yesterday uh, Alden Darby. I believe that was a great trade for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They needed some help in the backfield a little bit. Uh, they've been getting some injuries back there. And uh, yeah, it's just a good move for a team that's going to be going for another great cup here this year. So I liked it from Winnipeg side of the thing. And Hamilton, it's a good trade too. Uh, 
even if you don't really go this far this year, which I'm hoping maybe this we'll talk later on about that game this week. Uh, nevertheless, I'm hoping that you guys can uh, that you guys have another piece there and you got another guy to build uh, for the future. He's a decent looking rookie. Uh, so I think he'll be all right. But again, it's just not that time for him. Uh, but Hamilton picked up a nice little piece in return. So uh, that was a good trade. And also there was a couple of uh, signings today I think we could talk about as well. Uh, I almost fell off the tractor today when I seen the one name. Uh, he went to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He was a previous Hamilton Tiger Cats. Defensive back Lawrence. And I read that and I was like, you got to be kidding me. It isn't It isn't him. And no, it was Desmond Lawrence, not Simone. So, uh, no, Winnipeg uh, brought in some help uh, for the practice roster, bringing in defensive back Desmond Lawrence. Uh, Trey, what did you think of trade deadline? Yeah, the, C the CFL trade deadline, it's not as hype as we – it's not even that big in the NFL. I think football is just a weird sport where unless it's a thing like the Caleros thing, you don't really see the trades late. They're usually like kind of no-name players for some draft picks here and there. But one thing I thought of, we haven't seen any NFL cut signings really in the first – what is it, week four of the NFL? So guys are deciding to test the waters out there and not necessarily coming back. Did Dejar, uh what's his name, the bomber alignment, did he ever find somewhere to come in the CFL or is he still in the NFL? That's what I mean. You know, these guys don't come anywhere. And I'm not even trying to poke fun about a certain quarterback. Adam probably wants, is sick of us talking about. I'm being serious. There's no cut NFL cuts coming up here. So I was actually thinking maybe there'd be a little bit more trades to fill in something because we're not getting the guys from down south. They're willing to stick it out more in the PR or, I don't know, maybe PR money's a little better these days. I don't know what the system is down there quite. But that's what I was thinking about. But yeah, I love the Bombers trade, man. I, I someone made I saw somewhere on Twitter, I always hate, I always see things because you scroll through so fast. A couple people are like, well, does this not, you know, make the Bombers D-line a little light? Maybe. Um, you know, uh, Hanson still hurt. But if you saw the video of him today, he's in a boot, still doing practice, um, still going through those, uh, oh, what are those those dummy guys that they just smack around, right? So he could be back anytime soon, you know, depending on what his injury's like. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think it was a great trade. I didn't think Bo was going to go. I think that's going to be an off-season thing. I don't think there's any other quarterbacks around the league that would move. And most teams... Most like that's the thing too. Is six out of the nine teams make the playoffs, so you're not really there's not going to be a Washington Nationals that give up, you know, Soto at the dead deadline because every team still has a push pretty much, except for what Ottawa and me Edmonton, right? So, yeah, that's kind of my thought of it. Yeah, and like I was saying on Monday when uh, Mike and I did the recap show, we had talked a little bit about what to expect, and I had kind of said, you know, teams can rebuild so quickly in the offseason that they don't feel the need to make those in-season trades. Um, yeah, we got the one trade on the day. I like the trade for the Bombers as well. The big thing is uh, they get some help at defensive back, and it's a guy that knows the system, right? Like. He was here for the championship season last year. And it's so interesting. Nobody makes trades, but yet every year now, three years in a row, Kyle Walters has made a trade. And if if the Bombers go on to accomplish the three-peat this season, are we going to, I wonder, are we going to look back at that trade as a crucial piece of it? And then like, at what point do other teams start getting on this wagon? Because that's three years in a row for them uh, that they've done that. Uh, other, other news that did come out, not quite trades, but... Uh, Malik Henry has signed a three-year contract extension with the Calgary Stampeders. 
Guys, that to me is the first time I can think of in at least a while that I've seen a three-year contract for a wide receiver. I know we got the Jake Mayer and uh, Taylor Cornelius contracts. We're all guaranteed money as well. Um, so this new CBA kind of taking effect in some of these new contracts, perhaps. Uh, what do you think about uh, now we're possibly starting to see guys sign longer term and uh, get some guaranteed money there, Adam? You know, I really like it because this way here, you're not only marketing your player, you're marketing the team and the player for a while. You'll get guys buying uh, Malik Henry jerseys now because you're going to have it at least on your back for three years likely. And it's just nice little things like that that you can see starting to happen. And then with the more longer term contracts, you know you got a guy for a while. You got a piece that you need right there in Calgary. And he's been a big piece of the team this year. Clearly, Jake Mayer works very well with him. Uh, good priority signing for the Calgary Stampeders. Actually, another one that I actually like today. Uh, maybe not the length of time or anything. And I think it was more of a bring in to see what he could do. Quan Bray is back in the CFL, which was a kind of a huge signing. And I'm very surprised Montreal maybe wasn't taking a look at it. But uh, going to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, so that's an interesting kind of signing. And uh Kind of want to see what Quan Bray can actually do out there, uh, the wide receiver from uh, from the U.S. American receiver. Trey, uh, what do you think of all these extra re-signings and long-term signings? I guess it's sad that three years is long-term, but you know that's the league we live in. Because um, the only other league that has a maximum of four years is the NBA, and you see that you know, oh, I'm taking my talents to South Beach every other year, right? So it's not really a league either. You can buy jerseys on the back unless you're okay with the jersey being from a different team. I, you know, if we're gonna talk about this, I want to take my time to talk about. I want us to get to the NFL seven-year kind of thing. Not every guy's gonna get seven years, but not every guy in the NFL gets seven years. But when you do get that guy that you want to be your starting quarterback or your, you know, foundational running back or this or running back or receiver, you got to sign them for five, six, seven years. And I hope that's what we can get to. We don't need the baseball 15 year, you know, 80, 800 million thing. That's not going to work in football. Right. But five, six years, I'd like to see guys stick around and yeah, three years, you start thinking now, oh, maybe I could get the Jersey. Right. Uh, and, um, and, and you know what? Do things, too, kind of like the NHL does, where if you're re-signing, you get maybe an extra year, you know, things like that to entice guys as well, right? Little things like that. But you know what? These signings are great. Thanks, Chet, in the chat, my old buddy. Yeah, these shades are great. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, the signing, I think that's a great signing for Calgary. The little signings that happened are great. Like I said, I'm just surprised there's not more. But uh, Chris did make a good point. There's a fair bit of uh, injuries in the NFL. Their practice rosters might have expanded this year, too. I don't know why I think they went up a player or two, but maybe I'm making that up, or maybe it's talk for next year or something. So, you know, there's extra space, extra things like that. I get it. You're going to take your opportunity and make whatever, 700000 on a P or whatever it is on a PR more than come up to Canada, right? But it's go time. It's it's play, It's almost playoff time, right? We got a playoff matchup almost, uh, what, next week or whatever. Does Hamilton Saskatchewan play this weekend? Oh, okay, that's this weekend. Holy Friday school, night football. School, school, man. I don't even know what week is week eighteen. Okay, good. Okay, okay. I didn't even know there was. Check the banner. Oh, right. Shoot, is that what that is? Um, I didn't even know it was Thanksgiving. I was like, why the heck is there a game on a Monday at noon? You know, like <laughs> I thought there was actually I thought there was a triple header on Saturday, but I'm like, if BC's playing away early, who's hosting the nine o'clock game? Like, is it in Hamilton? But um. Yeah, should be a good one. Yeah, the I 
you know, with the three-year contract and the whole jersey sales thing, I like what you guys said about that because I'm somebody like I'm never going to get a name on the back of my jersey, most likely, right? Like they, and if I do, it's going to be a retired legend, right? That's not going to trade places or you know drop off all of a sudden at some point is likely. But if, if players are going to stick around longer term, yeah, maybe I, I would consider that a little bit more, but. Uh, yeah, those were the major news and notes. Uh, also, uh, we did get note that Malik Irons is retiring. I believe Dave Campbell uh, from Edmonton did mention that. Uh, bit surprising so so soon. You know, he seemed like a bit of an up and coming running Canadian. I think he's Canadian. Uh, running back uh, over in Hamilton, came to Edmonton, got a couple. Well, you, you could say he got a couple starts, but I mean, kind of split that backfield with uh, with Leitre there for a little bit. So uh doesn't want to finish season wants to retire and you know what if uh, if his heart's not in it if he's got other interests you got to respect that right like as much as it sucks to see a guy call it call it a career here at this point uh best of luck to him and, and obviously respect the decision there but other than that it's been a pretty quiet trade deadline nothing really happened in here uh at the trade deadline we did have a poll up on twitter this afternoon uh the cfl trade deadline is now passed which was the best trade deadline trade of 2022 uh the two options were alden darby for cedric wilcott's the second and alden darby for cedric wilcott's the second the first option uh leading at 60 percent with 19 hours left so we will continue to monitor the polls and uh, see uh, see which side wins uh, biggest trade of the day. But I think it's time to get into the game previews here, and let's start off by taking a look at that one on Friday. Can I mention my poll real quick? Or are we going to oh, talk yes. about that later? No, no, well, why are we talking about the game there? I'm talking about the game. That's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Thanks, Trey. Yeah. Um, take it away with this one, though, Adam. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's face it. This is a playoff game. There's no question about this. Win or go home, essentially for both the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, the Riders are on a four-game, five-game losing streak. The Hamilton Tiger Cats did not have a great game there the other week. Uh, kind of just an uninspired game, I would more call that last one, uh, for the Tiger Cats. So, you know what? It's it's do or die for both of these teams. I expect a heck of a good football game here over in the old donut hole uh, known as Tim Hortons Field. Uh Guys, what do we want to talk about on this one here? I mean, we've talked about Saskatchewan's problems uh, quite a bit, being offensive line and uh, penalty problems. We've talked about Hamilton's problems with uh, quarterback. What do you guys want to talk about in this one here? Because I just, I don't know what to say on either of these teams here. Ryan, you go first. Yeah, we're going to go through these game previews pretty quickly today because we're at the point in the season, you know, Trey made a good point earlier today, you know, how many times can we say run the ball and don't turn over the ball and things like that? A lot of it is just do the obvious things, it seems, right? But uh, what I'm really looking for in this game particularly is which team shows the heart because one of these two teams is claiming that final playoff spot out East most likely. And I still think... If you come in as that third place team, you have a decent shot to go all the way. Like, I think things are up for grabs here. So these are two teams that at times have looked lifeless this season. Uh, Hamilton, you know, did seem to maybe get stuff of a little bit together. They got that win over Winnipeg. I think they lost to Montreal the week after that. And then they went into the bye. You know, what Dane Evans are we going to see coming out of the bye week here? And on the other side, you know, 
Saskatchewan, like I said on Monday, Cody Fajardo left everything out there on the field, but the rest of the team not as much at times there. So I want to see who's going to give me the biggest full game effort here out of these two teams, because uh, whichever team does is, I think this game's a toss up between the two. So whichever team actually wants it more is the team that's going to get it. Trey, how is ha- Hamilton favored? Like, I mean, I know Saskatchewan's on such a downslide. We'll talk about the betting segment, but I was just like, I'm curious. What's the, I don't, I try not to look at the odds until we do the betting segment, but. To Minus me, I think, two Hamilton yeah, I think right now. Mainly, I think it's just mainly because they're home. Okay. Well, because like a fun fact here. So we have two teams in this league haven't gotten a win at home this year, and there's one team to not get a win on the road, and it's Hamilton. So they should be very lucky or feeling lucky that this game's in uh in the Timbit uh donut hole and not in the toilet bowl, right? Because then they'd probably gonna lose that game unless they get their first road win of the year now. So I don't know. I would still lean towards Saskatchewan, but I know they're on a downhill. Sl- oh man, I don't know. I don't know. And at least this game's not. Hey, this is perfect timing. At least this game ends when the Jays games or starts when the Jays game ends on Friday, right? So, oh man, I don't have anything else to talk about other than I'm amazed that the. Sometimes you just get a line and you're like, really, like really. I know it's in Hamilton. But I'd still would have put in Saskatchewan minus three or something that given them like the that's a five point five or six point swing in the line. I mean, that's why I don't make the lines because I wouldn't be able to. But so do you think that... to, it's just tough for me to think of the Hamilton? I know Saskatchewan still has their issues and stuff, but it's really tough of me to think Hamilton's a better team by two but, points. But if you look at it, like I've been looking at the at the Rough Riders, I watch them play now. Probably, I watched that last game over again. Uh, that was on Sunday afternoon. I watched that one just again, just to check it out and see what's going on. I went and I rewatched the uh, game before that against Edmonton. And let me assure you, I suffered in that game to watch that one. The Riders looked dreadful against Edmonton. But that being said, when they played Winnipeg here in the last game, their offensive line didn't look so bad until Dan Clark got hurt. Uh, then all of a sudden all the wheels fell off and it went right downhill. The defensive line and the secondary looked okay until the fourth quarter when they either they got tired or they just ended up packing it in or something because all of a sudden Nick Dembski's way behind a uh, Nick Marshall. and Well, he was five yards offside. Well, fair. But I mean, <laughs> He caught away from 15 yards well, away, so you still lost 10 yards somewhere. You in there. actually, you, the Rough Riders had me worried around halftime because wasn't it like 17-10? And I'm like, well, how many yeah. times have we seen a touchdown game between these two? And then the team that's losing ends up scoring 30 points. It just happened to be the Bombers scoring the, like a bunch of points again late because you had me worried. Like if you didn't have Dembski being off, if that was called, that's a big, that's five yards back. Dalton Schoen had a crazy one where he broke like 20, 30. It was little things like that that got, and the, oh, and we don't get, don't get me started on that interception. Like I don't, I can't even, I don't even want to say the guy's name. That's why he's just number, the idiot number 14 to me, because I don't know how you give up on that play. Little stupid things like that led to what, 21 points right there. You know what I mean? Like it, it's insane. And that kind of sums up the season for both of these teams, right? Little stupid things that they, they've done wrong. Like they've played good football at times. I think they both have some good pieces on all sides of the ball, but it's either the costly turnover. It's the costly penalty. It's the, you know, stopped at the goal line, things like that, you know, uh, giving up on a play that leads to losses. And that's what's happened for both these teams. 
Yeah, in Saskatchewan, again, the the reason I wanted to watch that Winnipeg game was, again, it was namely shoot themselves in the foot a few times. But in all honesty, Saskatchewan played a reasonable game. They, they've been cutting back on penalties ever since Marino's been gone, which is great. Uh, Saskatchewan's offensive line, if it learns how to stop holding maybe every time, because at the moment, if I got a nickel every time they had a hold this year, well, I'd probably at least have 50 nickels. Uh, if you go with this, uh, uh, with Cody Fajardo, the way he's been playing in the last few weeks, he even played good against, reasonably good against Edmonton. You've had those weird drops. You've had those bad luck plays. Uh, you've had the weird turnover and you had the missed penalty. Otherwise, Saskatchewan maybe wins against Winnipeg last week. So to me, I'm a lot more optimistic after watching that game. I think Saskatchewan has got the edge on Hamilton right now. I know they're going on the road. They're not very good on the road this year. They're not good at home either, so it don't make a difference for Saskatchewan. But nevertheless, I think that there's something there that they could have built on against Winnipeg if they can just get a little bit healthier. I know it's kind of a cliche and weird thing to say. I know Jamal Morrow practiced this week a little bit, which is good to see uh, for later on in the stretch. You might get a healthy Jamal Morrow getting into playoffs. That's a big ad for the Rough Riders if they get him. Uh, there's other pieces also potentially coming back here soon. Anthony uh, our Charles DeBreer, I think, might start this week, which is a big piece for the Riders. Uh, Anthony Lanier, getting closer probably to playoffs, but he looks like he might be back here before the end of the season. Big concern, I think, though, is the running back for the Riders. Uh, pretty much it's uh, insert fifth-string quarterback uh, running back because we really don't have anybody else. Yeah, is Kevin uh, LaFrance, uh, he left he's last out. game. He's yeah, out. he got injured, knee injury. He's done. Oh, jeez. So, so the Riders are going to be running. <laughs> the Riders have Jack Cooper now back, so I presume he's starting it. Are you going to spend waiver wire money on him again this week, Adam? Hey, I just wanted to get to $69. That's all I did that for. Anyway, nice. I'm going to, yeah. Anyways, uh, no, I'm going to probably, uh, I'm, I might stick away from the Riders running game this week because uh, we'll talk uh, later on fantasy on why that is. Uh, but nevertheless, I think the Riders have something to build on a little bit. If they can just get all pieces on one side or on both sides working a little bit better, they're going to start winning games. And they need to right now, plain and simple. They lose this one against Hamilton. You may as well kiss the rider season goodbye. I don't think they're going to come back from this one. And, and same thing on the other side for Hamilton, right? It's looking pretty bleak oh, yeah. if, if you lose this game here. So yeah. then you got to go and uh, pretty much wipe, uh, wipe the map. And even then, I don't think Calgary can, or with Saskatchewan playing maybe a Calgary team in the last week that really ain't playing for much, maybe by that point. Yeah, don't, I don't like the odds there for Hamilton. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, this is a big, big game for both of these teams. Should we move on to the next game here, guys? And we'll move on to the BC Lions in Toronto to face the Argonauts. And uh, I think we're, we're, I'll pull it up on the screen here. I think the big storyline you want to talk about here, Trey, is the uh, the timing of this football game. Uh, you're heated up about it a little bit. I mean, like, I understand every, what everyone's saying. Like, I get, you know, we've hemmed and hawed about this all day. But I guess at the same time, I'm sitting here um, saying we've lived in COVID for how long where games are getting pushed back, what, the day before? And we're going to sit here and say we can't change an Argo game, you know, an hour or two. Jets changed time, you know, for the Bombers the last two seasons or whatever before. I get it. Yeah, it just changed, like, 
the odds. Like it was 50-50 when the show started. And earlier on, a lot of people were saying, yeah. And later on, a bunch of people are saying no. I did I put a vote in for no, which may have swayed it. Only I, I was going to refrain from voting, but I wanted yeah. to pull up the totals on the screen. So yeah, no, I, it's so even, and I get I, I could see both sides. I don't want to say I'm heated, but like I feel for the Argos fan base enough, you know that that um. See, I made this point too. Richard probably. What are you a, Mar a Mariners fan, Richard? Because I was saying BC guys are not going to want to watch if you're a Mariners fan. And a BC Lion fan, you're also contemplating which game you're going to watch on TV, yeah, so right? Just, yeah. just just to backtrack here a little Sorry. bit for the audio yeah. listeners, that the I'm issue here knows. is the the Toronto Blue Jays Seattle Mariners playoff game is scheduled for exact same time as a home game for the Argos in Toronto facing the BC Lions. See, yeah, and and and, and either way, Richard's my prime example of Blue Jay fan or Mariner fan, regardless. Um. You know, it's that's the time, you know, I understand your guys' side where you can't change it and this and that, but I don't understand the I don't understand these some Argo fans saying that MLBs and should should be shaking their head because MLB doesn't care. They're gonna make more money in this game than the Argos did all season. You know what I mean? Like it's unreal. It's gonna be fifty thousand, it's gonna be sold out, it's gonna be twenty dollar beers and cracker jacks and you know all the baseball stuff for three straight days, potentially it's going to be nuts. And I wish I could go, but it, you know, it's, I feel for the Argo fans because there are going to be people who are both fans. Like I said, I'm a bomber fan and I'm going to be sitting in the crowd with my phone, watching the six, seven, eight, ninth inning when the bomber game's going on, because it's the Jays games, pro it's going to be a four hour game, right? So it's going to still be going on when the bomber games kicked off, you know? So it's, that's my thing. I, I I wish there was a better way to figure this out, right? So I'm going to give my argument. I'm going to be the devil's advocate and argue why they shouldn't change this game. The NFL, you said, has a rule that they can change games on Sundays to uh, accommodate a hot team or a hot game, right? So let's say uh, Buffalo is playing, uh, oh, I don't know who's hot right now over on the other side, Jacksonville, let's say. Uh, that game was going to be on a Sunday afternoon. Well, hey, guess what? Buffalo and Jacksonville are two hot teams. We're going to move them to Sunday night football. So I can see why that happens. And But the thing is, they give lots of advance notice. Because if you're a guy that has to go and get some kids for babysitting so that you can go to the game, if you're going and you're needing to plan out some transit so that you can get home and get back and do everything like that, I mean, you want to make sure that you know what time that game is. And you, you, you want to show up a little bit early for tailgating and all that kind of stuff. And you want to just leave maybe, I don't know, 10, 15, maybe you grab one more beer while you're at the uh, BMO field and then you run home afterwards. The thing is, if you keep moving these games, first things first, everybody's going to call you Bush because, you know, CFL, they always do that. But my thing is, is this. The Toronto Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays are two different. I know that I understand. This is the massive game. There's going to be a sold-out crowd, and it's going to be a huge thing for the Toronto area. They're going to be packed into the Blue Jays uh, area. But you've had this game scheduled forever. Your loyal season ticket holders, and there are loyal season ticket holders of the Toronto Argonauts, believe you me, they speak up on Twitter, and they're loud and vocal. They're good fans. Do you really want to aggravate those good fans because you wanted to move one game? If they think that this, I, and I understand why you would move it because of this Jays game, it's going to kill ratings for TV and for the, for the audience, but your loyal season ticket holders don't need to be going and 
at in two days before the game starts. Oh, by the way, we changed it because the uh, Major League Baseball decided to put a playoff game here. I understand why, but on another side, you don't want to annoy your season ticket holders. No. If there, let's say, if I bought, if I went, to, if I was going to Toronto this weekend, and I was going to go to Game uh, One, and I was going to go to Game Three, if it happens for the World Series or for the Wild Card game, and I also plan on buying a Toronto uh, Argonauts t- game because I like going to the Argos. I I don't know if I'd really want to go and uh, have that where it gets moved all of a sudden on me, right? I've already planned my schedule. I've already made a schedule, and I want to keep to my schedule a little bit. Understand? Like again, I understand on both sides of this argument, but to to, to annoy your uh, loyal season ticket holders, which pay a lot of the bills in Toronto, don't make sense to get them annoyed just because of this, right? Here, let me let me throw an idea out, and this might be a crazy idea for you guys, but maybe this is like a happy medium resolution. If because to me, it's like. I see both sides of it where, you know, yeah, should you move it? Maybe it's better for the team if you do move it. But then also part of me sees it. And the same reason I see, you know, all the talk about, oh, it's changed when the season starts and ends is, is it, do you want to play the game of chicken with these other leagues? Or do you want to establish yourself and say, no, we're not worried about them and we're going to fight them head on here. But if you are concerned about this for Toronto, and I think the TV audience is where you're the most concerned, could you do something like offer discounted tickets for that day to entice more people to come in that uh, if they don't want to spend the big prices that I'm sure the Blue Jays tickets are? Or do you offer something like, okay, if you have a ticket to a Blue Jays game also and you show that to us, we'll either refund your ticket for this Argos game or give you extra tickets to another game down the road, right? Like, could you get cute with something like that? I don't know. What, uh, what do you think, Drake? Well, see, I have a question for Adam, but is this not the exact reason why you don't want to move the schedule up because you don't want the football or like NHL playoffs competing with this? So like, because like, again, you're you, you, you're going to go watch the Avalanche on TV. Me, you know what I mean? You want to watch the Avalanche in the cup and Ryan's going to want to watch Tampa Bay. Me, I'm going to be watching the Blue Jay game in the stands because I don't know when the next time they're going to make the freaking playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And especially with the team they make, the Bombers week 18 means minuscule to me, especially when, you know what I mean, compared to that. And you got the BC Lion fans, half of, like, half of Vancouver's probably Mariner fans, and the other half are going to be Jays fans. They're going to care. They're not going to care because BC's pretty much wrapped up, you know, a playoff spot, if not, like, you know, pretty much got second too. It, to me, like, it's going to get slaughtered by the ratings. The Bomber game is probably going to get slaughtered by the ratings, like I said, because I'm going to, like, if I didn't have tickets for the game on Saturday, if I didn't have, if I wasn't, like, and I make, or I like Richard's point, the season ticket holders are going to come back. You know why the Blue Jay game is going to have 50,000? It's going to be those idiot casual fans that get their tickets from work, win the radio contests, spend $1,000 on tickets behind the dugout because, oh, I'm going to the Jays game. The Argos need that. That's what the CFL needs. The CFL doesn't have that as much. We have the loyal season tickets, but why are the Bombers selling out? Because we're starting to get those idiot fans that do the wave and cheer on offense and do all the stupid things that piss the football fans off. It's just, I understand. I really do. You can't, and I get your point with moving the games around. You got to give some time, but I'm not saying move a day. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying let's go move the Saturday game to Sunday. I'm not, you know what I mean? I And again, maybe it's because I'm a guy that, well, I'm going to the game. 
if you move the game around and I'm supposed to work, I'm calling in sick. Like, sorry, I'm not coming to work that day. The bomber game got rescheduled, but that's me. I understand not everyone can do that. So I, I get both sides. You know, one thing I, I do I, recommend I, is uh, checking out the X's and Argos podcast this week because uh, I think those guys are going to have some fun things to say on this topic as well. I know you were chatting with them a little bit earlier today, Adam. Yeah, no, they uh, they're they're kind of fired up over there. Definitely tomorrow it'll be very fun to hear what Will and uh, the rest of the crew over there at X's and Argos have to say about this one because and the Argos fan cast uh, and the Argos fan cast yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Will's so, from the Argos fan cast. One more thing too, because the casual fan. The casual fans been seeing nothing but Aaron Judge breaking records too, right? So what are you gonna what are you gonna want to watch? You're gonna want to watch baseball or see it? You know what I mean? That's just a lot going on in baseball right now. But here's my thing, Trey. I went and I had this problem already this year once. If you know the Avalanche were in the playoffs in the West final against the Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton and Saskatchewan is a, the Oilers are a big deal here. But just not maybe in this side of Saskatchewan, it's more Jets. Uh, and that's on the other side of Saskatchewan and most of Saskatchewan still is Edmonton Oiler country. They like their Oilers. There was still a good turnout in Saskatchewan for the game, uh, for the Ryder game. It was the home opener against the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. And over on the other side, they always kept the scoreboard updated to let you know what the Avalanche and the uh, Oilers were doing. So it, it worked out. Uh I like I said, it's a little different because it's in a different province and a different town, so it's a different story, probably a little bit than than what we're dealing with here. But to me, there's a way of making this work. Just go and charge nineteen dollars and ninety two cents for your tickets, any ticket anywhere in the stadium, just to go and take a shot at the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, just to mess with them over at Targo Land, and put the game on the jumbotron. Right? Like we've seen Absolutely. the Bombers do that for well, other yeah. games during warm up. Right? Well, That's they better have. The Bombers better have a long pregame intro just when then in the back on the Jumbotron have the eighth, ninth inning up and then we don't really have kickoff till 630. I'll be fine with that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't care if the Bombers are like, no, we're watching the Jays game. We're not having kickoff till seven now. You're not losing me. If anything, you're making me happy. But I know me as a guy who I'm probably going to lose money on the on baseball all weekend and lose money on horse racing and lose money on football and lose money on that. I'm going to watch anything. Right? So... But the thing I got on that, though, Trey, is that's moving it back maybe, what, 15, 20 minutes, right? This is you know, I get that four hours, right? No, I get that. I would, like I said, if I was in Toronto this week and if they put the game at, like, 12 or 1, I'd be tempted to go to the first half of the Argo game. I'd put 20, 30 bucks on a ticket and go watch BC in Toronto for half and half, and then I wouldn't have a nice little walk or taxi ride down to... um Oh, Gretzky's restaurant's not there no more, but you know what I mean? Go down there to Rogers Center and be there for um, Alex Manoa, uh, Manoa's first pitch, right? But that's, again, I know that's me, and I know that's not... I know most of the CFL fans... CFL fans seem... Is it just me or do CFL fans seem so anti-anything other CFL? You know what I mean? Like, oh, the Jays game is on, so, you know, screw MLB and screw the Blue Jays. We're going to the Yargos game, and it's like... But then there's me, the casual sport fan, the young sport fan, these ones that we're talking about, we want to engage and get into our league. We're telling them, not yet, it's either Argo game or Blue Jay game. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's, yeah. no, and see, I'm, I'm more of the diehard, right? Yeah. Like, if there's a CFL game and there's an NHL game, if it's the Riders versus the Bombers or it's the Avalanche versus the uh, Red Wings, I'm probably going to take the Riders Bombers because that's my hometown team. I love my Riders. My thing but, is, which game's more important? What game is more important? 
the Blue Jays wild card number one is more important to me than week 18, right? But you're, you know, you're bringing up an interesting point. If it was Banjo Bowl versus a Blue Jay regular season game, well, I'm going to take Banjo Bowl. And that's the same thing to me. Why I, you know, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of the Jays because the Jays might not be in the playoffs for 30 more years. You never know, right? They could be done in two games. Mariners could go on and win the World Series and we'll never, the Jays might never make the playoffs for like 29 years like the Bombers, right? You never know. And to your point, you bring up hockey. We're lucky that most Canadian teams seem to make the playoffs regularly. Other, you know what I mean? Especially in the well, you know what I mean? But also, we have a large, to Ottawa fans. I know. And we also have a large amount of fans who don't like Canadian teams pointing to the two guys above me right now. And your teams do make the playoffs a lot, right? So to you, it's more regular that your team makes the playoffs. So you know what? Maybe I'll miss this playoff game because I want to go to the Bomber game. For a Jays guy, I've never seen them win the World Series. You know, it's like almost like the Bombers in the Great Cup. They were in the World Series, what, 10 years before I was born? You know, I never saw Joe touch them all. I wish I did. I've seen the recording. But you know what I mean? Something like that. Vladdy doing that potentially is way more intriguing to me than BC or Winnipeg and Edmonton and BC and Toronto, right? Yeah, and I know. And it's a rare commodity. Like, you look at what Saskatchewan in 2008, 2007, somewhere there. 207, I guess it was, when we hosted a first playoff game since 1991. Everybody wanted to go to the Saskatchewan to watch that game. That Taylor Field was packed. You could not get anywhere near anywhere. Uh, when you went into the concession area, you didn't bother, or into the uh, grandstand area, you didn't bother because you weren't moving. Uh, you may as well have probably almost taken a pee bottle with you because you had to because there was no way you were going to move in that stadium. But you know what? That that I get what why Toronto and the Blue Jays is such a big thing right now. I mean, last time the Jays were in the playoffs, what was it, the bat flip? Yeah, 2016 or something. And I wonder if the Raptors changed anything, too, with their big run. Because now it's like, hey, we did the Raptors. You know, we beat all of America. Let's do it now with the Jays again, right? So, and that's my thing, too, why base this is a little different than hockey. Because you got one team for your whole country kind of thing. You know, it's not divided by seven like it is in the NHL it you know it's this is it we only got one team to make the playoffs I don't think the Expos are coming back anytime soon man like you know I and so like I said you're gonna see me on my uh, my normal seat my phone it's gonna be like this and I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer on offense if the Jays get a home run I'm sorry Adam or Ryan you know you're gonna hear me go wow Vladdy and you're gonna know that's me because that's just what's more important but I get it. You can't move it around. I do You see your point because you are going to lose some of those. Like, I, I am a dad, so I do understand that. But again, I know me and how Bombers are important to me. The, the Bombers said, hey, we're moving the game till 12 because of the Blue Jay game. I'll, I'll be at the tickets. At, I'll be in my chair by 1145. If they tell me they're moving it to 715, I'll be at my chair by 7 o'clock. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I understand where you're coming from. But I'm on. I'm good to go on. We talked a lot here. Uh, Jays minus one and a half, Adam, since we're on it. What do you think, man? Game one. Manoa versus... I don't think, I don't think I'll take the point who's, spread. Who's the Jays got? Manoa. No, no, but who's the uh, Mariners Manoa. got in? in? Uh, let's see. I don't. I never saw it. I know Robbie Ray is game two by the sounds of it. Yeah. Because that's going to no... get doozy in game two. Man. Oh, I'm going to have a hard time missing the BCR. I don't think I'm going to miss the BCR Argos game. I'm still going to try to watch both of them somehow. So uh, they're doing Luis Castillo. Castillo? No, I'd take the Jays for game one. 
I don't think I'm going to do the point spread. I'll do the straight out. They're going to win, but no, I'm doing a straight up days game one. I'm a little I, table game two. Game. They might, that, it's going to go to it's going to go to game three. I have a bad feeling it's going to go to game three. Seventh inning, just chaos again. What the heck? As long as there's no stupid fan that grabs the home run ball like happened in KC a few years ago, man. But, I mean, we have our fans, so it should be fine. Just remember, Blue Jay fans, don't throw stuff on the field. That's all I ask. (laughs) Ryan? (laughs) Oh, you're muted. You pulled a mic. Yeah, muted. Oh, did your oh, did your headphones oh. die? Ooh, his stumpy might have went down. He's still muted. Yeah, nothing. So, so you want to talk more Jays or? I'm hyped, man. The last time the Jays, I remember the wild card against the Orioles, uh, whatever 2016 or whatever that was. Man, I had not drank that much in my life, man. Like, and I just watched the game at home by myself. I was done. I don't smoke anymore, but I used to drink smoke and I went through a pack because I just watched the whole game on my patio because that's how messed up I was, man. That's what the Jays mean to me, man. You know um, what? I remember I remember the uh 2015 run because uh I just went to vote that day because it was a federal election. I think that same night, if I wasn't mistaken, or the night after, one of the two. But uh I remember using that uh Jose Bautista pat flip and saying, Yep, leaving the polling station like keep the pencil. Yeah. <laughs> But no, uh, the day's working now. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I I think I knocked over my microphone at some point earlier, and I don't know what happened to it. But the Jays just mean something to me. My very first game, it was a complete game two hitter by Roy Halladay against the Yankees, and um, I can't remember how many strikeouts he had, twelve or thirteen. But they had a thing where uh, if he got like ten strikeouts, he got free pizza. So little year old me thought they were giving out free pizza at the game. So I went up to the line and asked the lady for pizza. And she's like, oh, no, no, you take this to Pizza Pizza and they give you a small free cheese pizza. And I was like, that's garbage, man. Like Roy Halliday just pitched a dime. And this is like Jeter and um, A-Rod days, right? Like, you know, it was. And uh, oh, Sabathia as a pitcher kind of thing. Like this was their glory days a few years ago, man, when I was. Oh, God, that would have been like 15 years ago, man. Roy Halliday, seeing him pitch live, man. And, oh, man, I could just go on and on. Let's go on. I'm good. Yeah, we better get moving on here. (laughs) We could do a whole Blue Jay recap, man. All right, so 20 minutes later, BC Lions at Toronto Argonauts. The game itself, quick thoughts from everybody. What's one thing, if you're watching, what's one thing you're watching in this game? Uh, For me, it's, it's probably, you know, Vernon Adams Jr. seemed to have that bounce back game against Ottawa last week. Now he faces that Argos defense that completely shut down Jake Mayer last week is, well, what kind of performance are we going to get from VA is what I, I'm really interested to watch here because uh, he's got to be the guy, presumably, unless Nathan Rourke comes back all of a sudden for the playoffs, it's going to be VA. So, uh, you know, last week, yeah, it wasn't a, a, you know, a big playoff matchup type victory over Ottawa, but it was a confidence booster. So can he get another one again this week going it forward? Uh, Adam, uh, what are you looking at here? Yeah, I'm just going to watch the Toronto Argonauts defense. If they can keep this uh, pace rolling that they're at, uh, they're going to be a very, very hard team to play in the playoffs. Uh, even if McLeod Bethel-Thompson falters a little bit, the receiving core actually in Toronto, I would really like to see them get some momentum going going into playoffs. Uh, last week, I mean, 
I think a lot of guys picked up Demonte Coxie and uh, eh, didn't do much. So I'm very interested to see what the uh, Argonauts can get, maybe get going on the uh, passing game. The run game looked okay last week with AJ Doulette. So uh, no, I'm I'm mainly going to be watching the Argonauts defense and just seeing if Quentin McManus and company uh, can really keep the pressure on uh, Vernon Adams Jr. Trey, uh, what are you going to be watching in the Blue Jays game? <laughs> Um, no, be honest with the Argo, uh, Argo Lions game. I want, I want a team to just take, like, just say, yeah, the Bombers aren't the only 12 and two team. You know what I mean? They're not the only team that we need to be talking about all the time. And BC was that team until Rourke went down and Toronto has that kind of opportunity by being one in the East. Right. And, um, yeah, Chris, I did see that idiot jump uh, for Aaron Judge's 62 ball, man. That thing was worth $2 million, man. I would have jumped from the upper deck to have a chance at that thing, man. And Aaron Judge would never see it, man. That would be sitting right here forever, man. He can just screw off Aaron Judge. That's my ball, man. That's my 62 if I had it. But apparently the guy who got it's like rich as heck anyway. So he doesn't need the money. But... Oh man, I want to. I honest to God want to say I'm going to watch CFL on Saturday, but like I said, up until that last pitch of the Jays game, even the Bomber game is going to be a little bit backseat to me. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there, but I don't know how much I'll. Ryan will say this is a good, this is a good game trend. I'll be like, yeah, sure. Well, well, well. Speaking of the Bomber game, we'll go on to talk about that one next. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers hosting the Edmonton Elks. I actually won't be there for this one because a friend's got a wedding. So I got to go to a wedding for this one. Um, So I'll be PVRing it. I doubt I'm going to do a wedding for the bomber game. Yeah. You know how hard it is to schedule (laughs) things these days. Uh, And here I thought you were just coming to lead the Saskatchewan Rough Rider Parade. No, you banished me last week. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can still come and sit on the sidelines, I guess. Yeah, no, I won't be there for this one. I'm going to try to avoid the score, but uh, I doubt that's going to work. But uh, yeah, generally when I don't watch a game live, I uh, turn off all my notifications of everything. I try to avoid it and then watch it on the PBR because once I know the score of a game, I have a hard time sitting through the whole thing, right? So uh, that's just the way I enjoy watching sports. But uh, I'm looking forward to watching this one after the fact. Winnipeg, Edmonton uh you know Edmonton is a fun team to watch for me right now I love Taylor Cornelius Kevin Brown Dylan Mitchell all those fun guys to watch play uh I'm excited to see what they do against the team that's considered the beast of the league right now which is the Bombers and last time these two teams played each other it was an awfully close game that may have been outside of their losses the Bombers worst game of the year I think Caleros only completed seven passes in that game so uh you know you know what you're going to get out of Winnipeg more often than not especially at home to me the thing I'm really watching in this game in particular is what are we going to get out of Edmonton because this is the time of the year where I think I've said this previously I like watching the playoff matchups and those teams really fighting for playoff space but I really like watching teams like Edmonton and and like Ottawa and we'll get to them yet you know with the new coach and everything here at the end of the season to see you know, what could we possibly see going into next year here? Uh, Trey, this game here, you said you'll be there in the stands. Uh, what do you got your eyes on when it's not watching that Jays game? Don't let Zach get hurt. Like, I swear to God, if he's out there in the third quarter, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to go down there. Like, 
I mean, I guess it depends. If he does the old Nathan Rourke and does nothing but hand the ball off, then it's fine. But you you want your stars and your starters not to get hurt, and you want your guys that are coming back off of injury to kind of get back into it. You know, heard Ellington. Ellington might be kind of back soon. You know, things like that. That's what I'm looking for on the Bombers' side. Um, you know, and from the other side with Edmonton, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-season for some of these guys. You know, they're looking for jobs. They need film. They need tape. So you never know what, what you might get from that side. But Winnipeg, man, if you go 12-3, and three, don't worry about it. You know, to me, it's not worth risking Zach Caleros or Oliveira or any, like, Schoener. You know, things like that nature. And real quick, Chris, yeah, some guys have supermodel wives, but I heard Giselle Brady's on the market. So you're telling me there's a chance, right? Tom picked football. That's why he came back. And now there's trouble in paradise. So uh, one more single supermodel out there, I guess. I mean, I should just mention here that I'm probably the only single guy on the uh, two and out C- or on the uh, CFC countdown. Wow, you're really uh, trying to trade yourself to a different team here today, aren't yeah. you? Farmer, I know, I can't even get the names right. Well, hey, when you hear a supermodel like Giselle's available, I mean, you could get tongue-tied. I mean, that would, be, that would be gold. So Farmer in Saskatchewan slides into her DM. Like, hey, hey, baby, have you been, you want to go for a ride in my combine? Like, <laughs> You want to check out? Oh, like, oh man. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, you know what? That? I'm, I'm, that's a whole, that's a whole other story here, but. Tom Brady's going to make more, make more – he's going to be like um, Jeff Bezos' wife. He's going to get richer by getting divorced because she's worth way more than he is, So, which is saying something. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, now Adam's got a case of the muted. This is going so well tonight, guys. Absolutely. I mean, I'm having fun. Hey, I'm having fun. You guys having fun? I'm having fun. We're having fun. Oh, let's get back to this game here real quick. Somebody's calling me. Anyways. Oh, um, is is that the trade? Is that your agent telling you you've been That's my agent giving me advice on what to do about this before I get waived for making up too many wrong names or uh, doing something stupid. Anyways, uh, going on to this game here, I'm looking at two things. One, Christian Salisbury is on the verge of breaking one for Edmonton. Every game, he's within one guy of breaking it. Uh, he's a really dynamic-looking returner. I'm really excited to see what Salisbury will pull off for the Elks. On the Winnipeg side, I want to see them absolutely go and just hammer a team for once. I mean, you look at what they've been doing lately when these are young, or when these teams come out that are just teams that they should be able to just absolutely dominate they end up pulling their foot off the gas. They got to be able to beat a team like Edmonton soundly and do it very aggressively and quickly. So to me, they need to be after the, uh, the first, like I said, the first place team on that must be Giselle calling me. Absolutely. It was, that's why I'm getting rattled here and I got to get and put my uh, mic back on mute. So give me one second. guys. We had one follower from Brazil, you know, it pops up every once in a while, a listener on the from down there. And we were wondering who it was. She just wants to know about the farm. That's all she wants Man, to know. I just gotta say, I didn't Salisbury. I know it's spelled a little differently, but I just got the like, hankering for Salisbury House right now, man. Like I would totally go have a go have a nip there with uh, Christians and Salisbury anytime, man. After getting a touchdown, just gotta throw it in there. I'm not a huge Salisbury House guy. I think I had it you know once. What? The food was not the not as good as I thought it would be. 
it's hit and miss. I'll give you that. It's hit and miss. But I mean, I'd rather. Oh man, IHOP. We're gonna have an IHOP date, man. I love IHOP. I've never been there. I'm down. We should go. It's actually pretty good, man. Pretty good. Anyway, I'm good. I'm good to move on. If uh, I know Adam had to, yes, uh, he's gotta take that call, man. When Giselle calls, you don't. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the, this game. Oh, there. There he is. It's got the sideways cap. Yeah. Where's the red lipstick, huh? Is it? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Adam, anything else on Edmonton, Winnipeg, or should we move on? No, you know what? I think, like I say, the big thing I want to see is one side actually dominate for once and one side over for Edmonton. I want to see Edmonton actually make a few more gains in this. Again, I want to see Dylan Mitchell get some more yards, like you said before. I want to see Kevin Brown have a big game. And I want to see Taylor Cornelius starting to earn those two years that he just uh, signed up for. So, uh, yeah, let's move on. All right, then our final game of the week, Thanksgiving Monday, is the Ottawa Red Blacks facing the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, two big things that I'm watching on either side in this one uh, for Ottawa is what are they going to look like in their first game with Bob Dice as head coach? Paul Apolis is out. What are we going to expect that offense to look like? Do we even know who the offensive coordinator is? I haven't seen any confirmation yet. I can try to look that up here. Uh, as we go along, but uh, you know what that what's that going to look like this week? And, and just team morale and everything with a new coach, you never know what you're going to get there. But on the Montreal side of things, we don't have practice injury reports yet this week. But uh, could William Stanback be back in the lineup? Uh, which to me, I think that's the missing piece that potentially puts. I said this Monday, I think it's the missing piece that potentially puts Montreal over the top in the East Division uh, with the role they're on lately. So. Those are kind of the two things in this game. I've got my eye on the most here. Uh, let's go to you first, Trey. Uh, anything in particular you're watching here in this game? I want Montreal to do something. They, like I was high on them this offseason, but again, that was with the VA. I want just like any team. I don't care what team. Just any team that doesn't start with a win and end with a peg to just do something. And I'm, even the Bombers don't seem to do anything a lot of the weeks. Like you said, Adam, you want them to actually have a decisive game. Oh, God. I just, like, Ottawa is out, right? They're officially out, right? So, yeah, they're just playing for paychecks again. Montreal has something to play for. I don't think they can catch. Well, they can still catch Toronto. They're right? one they, win back. Yeah, they can still catch Toronto. And in theory, if Hamilton's playing Saskatchewan, Hamilton could get a win and creep up. If Hamilton wins, then they're only two games back, right, of of seconds. So there's a lot that could happen. Montreal's still playing for something. And uh, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't put him as the uh, – where would you put Trevor Harris? He's not top tier. Would you put him in the second tier, or is he a high up third tier CFL quarterback? Because you know what I mean. Like again, he needs to do something. And in, in the East, we even have a top tier quarterback in the East right now that's healthy. You know, it Bethel Thompson's again maybe second tier. Uh, she, you know what I mean. Like it's so tough, and I just want this team to do something. I want something to be on Monday. You're excited. Like I have been hating to pick players of the week. Because it's, you know what I mean? It's sometimes you just look and it's like the winning team's best player was a guy who had like four or five catches, 90 yards sometimes. You can't give it there. Quarterbacks are getting 270 with like maybe a touchdown and a pick. Running backs are getting 40 yards. You know, it's nothing blockbuster, like nothing crazy, right? So 
I want a week of that where we could be like, look at this team. They threw for 350, other than Nathan Work, other than him, right? Other than that, we he's gone. He's done for the year. We can't, you know, exclude it. He could maybe be in the Hall of Fame next year, Ryan. But, you know, it's, it's, it's other than that guy, who's who's been the standout guy this year? Even Caleros, who's leading the league in, like, quarterback stats, kind of hard to give him MOP because it's been a very met MOP, right? And Dalton's shown, but he's not going crazy either. There's some receivers. I don't know. I just want a guy to just – I want something to watch on Sports Center instead of just nothing but NFL highlights. Like, has there been a lot of gameplay that you can say, wow, this guy really went crazy, crazy? Yeah, you know what? You're actually right there. I mean – Think about it. Our thousand-yard receivers. Nobody's done it really with any flash. I should say. Dalton Schoen. Yeah, he has a thousand yards. Has he made any real circus catches this year? No. The crazy thing yeah. he did was last week when he ran around, but that was his bad tackling by Saskatchewan. I wouldn't give it on him. The craziest catch I've seen is that interception last week, man. You know what I mean? Like it, the craziest things I've seen are the interceptions more than the catches. I mean, the one play there, I thought from. Uh... Oh, from uh, Winnipeg against Saskatchewan in the Banjo Bowl. Uh, that one touchdown from, uh, oh, I'm just brain dead today on the names. Greg McRae? Nope, was McRae. Uh, Damsky? Nope. It was one of the thir- third or fourth fourth guys on that line. Brandon O'Leary uh, Orange? Nope. <laughs> We're running out we of can guys. go through the roster here. Dominic, no, not Dominic Grimes. Who the heck is his name now? <laughs> oh. Anyway, I uh, just made a beautiful play to get into for a touchdown on the one. I can't remember which the name of it. Sorry, but uh, you know what? You're right. There's really nobody that's putting on any flash really this year to uh, maybe earn that MOP spot. Like to be honest, probably maybe Dalton Schoen being the rookie of the year might just also earn an MOP nod. Just Rashid be- Bailey is Rashid the guy Bailey. you're talking Thank about. Thank you yes. very much. I wouldn't have prized. We get a chance here and there too. Like I'm not saying we don't have amazing talent, but we just don't have that jaw, like jaw dropping stat. You know what I mean? Like uh, you know, like I don't know. And it's just I want something. I want something more than just a 12 and or 13 and two team. I didn't realize they won 13, 13 and two team, and then a bunch of teams that are just kind of. Even like I said, Winnipeg. I'll fully admit, Winnipeg is the most mediocre 13 and two team ever. Right, you, you can't give him much credit either, because other than Caleros being a game managing kind of quarterback, who's on on Dalton shown? I don't know how he's wide open half the time, but he's not. He only got four catches last week, right? So he, four for eight, right? So he's not even open all the time. What's going on in this league? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got Nick here in the YouTube chat saying first time joining us live. Normally listens after the fact. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, happy to have more people joining us live for these shows. Joining us in the chat, lots of fun comments all evening long. And whether you're live or whether you listen after the fact, we always appreciate any time you tune in here with us. Uh, Adam, thoughts on Ottawa Montreal? Here from you. Yeah, you know what? I think that, uh, you know, you were talking about Trevor Harris earlier, and I think he's a great quarterback for what they need right now. He's a good guy that can manage the football, get those yards when you need them, and is okay that way. I don't think he's a guy that's going to give you any flash or any excitement, really. He's kind of, he's not going to run the ball for 50, 60, 70 yards. That's why they got William Stanback. And when he comes back, if he comes back this game, Look out, because I still say the Montreal's uh, penalty issues with holding and a few other things might be even solved a little bit just because they know they've got a solid running back behind them. Uh, Ottawa's side of the game here, 
I just want to see what they're planning for the future. I want to see what Bob Dice does as a co- head coach a little bit. It's going to be his first game back. I want to see what mystery offensive coordinator does. Uh, right now, I don't think we know who the offense no, is. I, I, looked, I looked it up. I looked it up while you guys were chatting there. Uh, according to their website, there's no official offensive coordinator. I imagine there's going to be a combination of either Dice himself calling the plays or you've got Will Arndt's the quarterback coach, Fred Reed's your running back coach, and Alex Suber's your receivers coach there. Uh, we've seen Ottawa do play calling by committee before. It worked out terribly. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I I think what they should do is phone Paul Palapolis, get a paper bag, put a question mark on it, and just let him call the offense. What the heck? Uh, but Bobby Dice is the head coach. Yeah, I don't know what's going to go on there. But you know what? I just want to see Ottawa make a few improvements right now. I want to see them try to establish a running game with uh, whoever they've got back there right now. And I would like to see a few more catches made by guys that are not named Jalen Acklin. I know Nate Mahar is starting to warm up a little bit. I'd like to see more out of him. Uh, and I want to see some big stuff out of that defense. I think if they can, that's maybe their biggest weakness right now is their defense. I. Uh, I think that if they can get some of the guys going over there, uh, I think that they'll do a lot better than they did uh, earlier in the year. And they just need to improve. You know you're not making the playoffs at this point. Just see what you can do. And guys are playing for jobs. They're playing for pride. And there's still stuff to play for, even if you're the Ottawa Red Blacks. I'd rather like to see them try to get some extra points here. So. Yeah. I have one real question. If we get if a one minute, because I just one minute answer. Um, Paul Paul Appley's 2023 head coach OC or TSN if you had to pick one. I'm going to say OC over in Hamilton. I'm going to call my shot here and say Tommy Condell after this season is out and they're going to need an offensive coordinator and I think Lapo's still good at that. Adam I'm going to go uh I'm going to say he's going to start as an analyst on TSN but I, I think by Labor Day, I okay. think it'll be OC of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, I don't know if they're quite ready to get rid of Jason Moss yet, but I think eventually they're going to blow the whole thing up if it starts real bad next year, and Jason Moss might be the casualty. This being said, if Jason Moss leaves, he's the OC in Saskatchewan. If Jason Moss all of a sudden decides to go to Montreal or somewhere else, right? I know it's tough because we have to see who gets fired and this and that, but, you know, I'm thinking TSN too until an opening comes up and that or golf, you know, I didn't give that as an option, man, but either that or golf, you know, he's been around, but I'm good to move on boys. I just wanted to ask that real quick. Cause kind yeah, of, well, just, just, jumping off that, as a, oops, sorry. just jumping off that with another question we got on Twitter from Scott, uh, you know, you mentioned got to see who gets fired. Uh, we had Lapo fired this week. Any other coaches super quick you guys uh, think are on the hot seat right now? Nobody for this week. I mean, nobody's going to get fired, I don't think, now until the end of season. That being said, I still say if the Riders don't make the playoffs, boom goes the dynamite. I think that there'll be lots happening there. Uh, the other side, you're right. I think Tommy, Tommy Condell's on a on a very, very uh, tight, light foot. Uh, I don't think Orlando Steinauer is, is maybe as, as uh, not as safe, but they're going to tell him, hey, maybe it's time to look for a new OC. Uh, other than that, Chris Jones is He's got Kahari sitting in his press box, doesn't he? So, I mean. Yeah, but again, Orlando, I think, yeah, and he could go to just be the OC and uh, 
Hamilton as well, right? That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Know. I forgot Kahari's in Hamilton, so I don't know if that's a fit for Lapo necessarily, but I still think OC somewhere. Yeah. And I don't think anything's going to happen in Edmonton this year. I think Victor Kui wants to try to build uh, something, and if he's building something, you don't just go and throw Chris Jones out the window. Uh, as fun as that would be, I don't think you do it. On a side note, I wanted to bring up one other quick question. What were the odds that Deron Carter never switched back to offensive uh, onto receiver with uh, Chris Jones? Yeah, I, I don't know why he would. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what goes on in Chris Jones, man. With I don't know. But real, I don't, other than Saskatchewan, yeah, I see your point. It's going to be a clean house in Saskatchewan if they don't make the playoffs, right? Like, general manager maybe included. Gainer I might need to the guy that plays Gainer might need to get replaced, man. Just start from the top down, right? Just get rid of it all. But other than that, like you said, BC's, I think, fine. Calgary's probably fine. Edmonton, I, I would get... See, how they played, I would get rid of him, but I understand he's the GM, too, and you put such a financial investment in that. Saskatchewan, I've talked about. Uh, Winnipeg, he's not going get... Is his contract up, or do we have him for one more year, Osh? No, Lap, or, um, O'Shea's contract's up, but you guys are going to get O'Shea back. The only I'm not going to say he's going to get fired, but the only thing, again, if he decides, uh, you know, it's enough. But again, I don't think he would. But just that's my only thing with him. Um, Hamilton, no. Montreal. Montreal get a new coach, probably, but it'll still be Machota's uh, kind of influence. So, yeah, I think it's just Saskatchewan, man. Like, Well, and, and I still say Montreal, I, I keep hearing Jason Moss to Montreal. So, as a head coach, because he was so, time with Edmonton, right? With with Machota or Machota, yeah, okay, yeah. I could see that. And then that opens an OC job in Saskatchewan. So, like you said, maybe Lapo or maybe Kahari if Kahari doesn't yeah. want to be in the press box anymore. To Richard's oh, yeah. question in the chat, I think uh, if things go south for Saskatchewan, there's more of a chance of the Riders cleaning house at the end of this year than it is Ottawa. I don't think Ottawa does that after Sean Burke, you know, brought in his whole group of guys basically this year and they've got pieces there. I just think they didn't gel properly. So I, I expect them to to do more in the off season to tinker with that. Maybe a fresh coach changes things around there for Ottawa. Charlie Montoya still kicking around Adam. Yeah, fair. Thanks, good manager. Not sure about a coach though, but uh, Ryan, why don't we get on to fantasy here? I think we got a, I think we got to strategize. I think we're in playoffs mode. Yeah, let's move on to the fantasy segment. Uh, hour and 15 minutes in. We're going to be here all night, boys. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, let's take a look at our CFL Fantasy League matchups for this week. First of all, uh, as we mentioned on the Monday night show, we're off to the playoff time now. The playoffs officially beginning. And uh, Trey... We didn't get your reaction on Monday night. Uh, heartbreaking end to the season for you. Uh, missing the playoffs by uh, a one-catch difference. Uh, I can't say it on this show what I feel. <laughs> so we'll just... Like I said, I spent my whole hour of therapy, man, talking about it. It charged me for two hours because of how in-depth it was. Um, but, you know, it just absolute crap man it's fantasy man it's fantasy i'm in an nfl one where i have the best should have the best team but somehow i'm one and two did two hockey drafts over the last couple of days man it's gonna uh, it's just dumb fantasy man. <laughs> that's I'm, that's the way to sum up fantasy sports isn't it 
what's okay anyway sorry i'm looking at what mike texted me in the group chat sorry you guys go fantasy i'm not i don't want to give my two cents because i'm too sour <laughs> yes that's fair that's fair uh yeah so adam and i are going to be playing the first round of the playoffs this week i'm facing off against travis from the two and out cfl podcast adam you've got our nemesis super fan mike from the turf district uh please 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 take him down for me because uh he's beaten me every time i've played him in fantasy and i really don't want to run into him in the playoffs so i am depending on you this week good sir yeah no and uh i really don't want to see that any of the two and out guys make it through this round so you know otherwise they'll beat me so you know i i think if you can take out travis that would make my life a little bit easier and uh i'll see what i can do for mike with you i mean He's uh he's a heck of a good challenge for round one, but uh, I beat him in the first round, our first playoff against him. So let's hope we can get him on this. <laughs> and uh, Trey has come back with a stuffed giraffe. I think my, is, his name is Squishy. He's like my stress animal man, and I think I need him right now. It's <laughs> I'm pretty pissed off. <laughs> and we got to bring out some sort of sensor. Thanks, Trey. Yeah, yeah. Safe, safe space for you here, Trey. Uh, we're all here to support you in uh, your fantasy uh, sports hardships. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. What are you thinking on quarterback here, uh, Ryan? Well, so yeah, this week, uh, no fantasy charts uh, because uh, while I'm back from vacation, I haven't had a chance to catch up on uh, some of the stuff while I was gone and it's been super busy. So we're going to go without the charts this week. You know, some may say we're doing that for strategy so that others can't, you know, get that extra inside info. No, it's purely a time-based thing. I will hopefully have them back next week. Do we have to talk quarterbacks? Because I hate all the options. I literally looked at the quarterback field for fantasy this week and said, I don't know what to do uh, at first glance because you've got Taylor Cornelius, who I'm super high on, but has never played statistically well, really, against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, and so that price makes me nervous. Although I'm still kind of tempted to do it because I don't think the Bombers defensively have been that strong this season as people may think they have, and I think there is opportunities there for Cornelius. Um, Zach Caleros only completed seven passes against Edmonton last time they played. Cody Fajardo, you don't know what you're going to get from the Riders. Um, Trevor Harris against Ottawa, that's a potential option for me, uh, you know, against that Ottawa defense. But again, how do you know what you're going to get from Bob Dice's new team, right? Taking over the team for Ottawa there. Game's also Monday. That's another thing. That's the thing we got to talk about with fantasy this week. You've got, what, a Friday game, two Saturday games, and a Monday game. And that's quite the difference. We have, we don't even have practice reports right now from that Montreal-Ottawa game. And William Stanback could be back. He could not. We don't know at this point in the week if you're trying to set your lineups right now. And you might not know before that first game of the week. So there's two kinds of strategies you can go with here. You can either stay away from that game entirely and not worry about it. Or if you're playing potentially in a league like we're playing in where it is a head-to-head matchup, you maybe save some of those options, giving yourself flexibility still for later in the week. That way you know, okay, this is what I'm up against. This is a total I need to hit. You know, am I going to risk it and go for the risky play or am I going to go for the safe play? I think Trevor Harris is a potential option against that defense. You know, he's put up serviceable numbers. He hasn't thrown too many picks lately. 
but he's not putting the big numbers up. Honestly, this week I'm probably going with Vernon Adams Jr. At uh, He's still under $6,000. He's a cheap play. He has big play potential, but I'm scared for that matchup against the Argos defense. Uh, Adam, what are you looking at here? Well, I was looking at Trevor Harris also just because I think he might have a pretty good game against Ottawa. I mean, Ottawa's defense, I don't really trust that much. Uh, so that being said, I've got him in my other fantasy league. So, uh, maybe I do trust him a little bit, but nevertheless, no, I don't. Uh, I, I'm having a hard time with quarterback is just as much as you are. Uh, another option. I mean, it's cheap. It's absolutely risky and terrifying. Kai Loxley might move back to receiver because Kenny Lawler's hurt. Maybe you just do that and take the 2,700 bucks. Uh, for a quarterback and maybe try that. It's crazy, but it might work. Honestly, though, I think I'm probably going to go Vernon Adams as well. He gave me good points last week. I don't like him against Toronto, but I really don't like any of these quarterbacks, to be honest with you. So, yeah, you got to pick one. So, might be just Vernon Adams. That is true. Kyle Oxley is listed as a quarterback right now at $2,700. And the little note on the fantasy website is that he moved back to quarterback because Lawler was back at receiver. But now Kenny Lawler is out with another injury again. So if you want to be risky, I don't know if I'm doing it in a playoff matchup, but boy, would that be wild. Uh, also, I got it wrong. Vernon Adams is just under 7000 I think I said under 6000 before. Trey, do you want to weigh in on the quarterbacks uh, here at all? Anybody that intrigues you this week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no i'm just gonna make the craziest lineup and if i make my score higher than your guys i win like that's all i'm gonna say right now i got dakota Prukrop. i'm gonna go crazy here and think he's gonna get some touchdowns on the goal line man i like it i like it Ron yeah. carter still on here? i'll find Ron carter <laughs> <laughs> well this is what happens when you've got nothing to play for if you are trying to play for a good fantasy total maybe take a grain of salt with some of trey's picks here this evening uh uh, let's move on to the running back options this week. And uh, Adam, let's go to you first. What are you looking at at running back here? Well, I was looking earlier this week. I know Jamal Morrow practiced for the Riders, and I thought, boy, there is a good pick if I can get Jamal Morrow back. He's not playing this week, so don't worry about Jamal Morrow. Uh, he is out. Uh, AJ Oled intrigues me a little bit. But he is playing against the BC Lions, which is also a good team against the run on average right now. So especially when you got a guy uh, in there uh, that could just really block up. Uh, gee, my brain, he was an old dog. Luches Purifoy has just been really good against uh, being everywhere on the football, it seems. And running back is another one, especially with a guy like AJ Lett, who likes to uh, run the ba- out of the backfield and make catches out of the backfield. Uh, Purifoy could be right all over him if that's the case. So that one gets me a little bit nervous. Uh, the other one that I'm looking at is uh, Kevin Brown. I don't think that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers can really block as well as some of the other teams up front. And um, let's face it, Saskatchewan, they were running the ball on uh, Winnipeg a little bit there. And that was with Keenan LaFrance. I think Kevin Brown is the better uh, running back. That's probably going to be one of my picks so far this week. Uh, the other one, uh, it, it, it's getting tougher and tougher to pick a, another running back. Uh, if Greg McRae is going to be just strictly in the backfield, I don't like it. If he also goes and starts running the ball out of the backfield, ends up moving over as a receiver, 
And Greg McRae is also in putting in there as a running back, uh, just so I can fill that extra position. And very reasonable in price, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He is, uh, yeah, 3500 So maybe a little bit more of a value side on that. Kevin Brown is starting to go up a little bit in price. But I think that Edmonton could run the ball against Winnipeg. Uh, the only thing is, though, if Winnipeg gets up quick, you may lose quite a bit on Kevin Brown quickly. But see what happens here. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, Kevin Brown, immediately first guy I put in at running back, uh, just as I have every week. He's been in the lineup basically for Edmonton because he has been uh, super good. He uh, last week, what I think was his uh, his lowest total yet, and that was still 12 points. He still you know, rushed for 75 yards. He got 14 carries in each of the last couple of games. That's consistent, and I think you can do that against this Bombers defense. Uh, the other guys I'm looking in, it's really going to depend on, on William Stamback and his health, to be honest, because if he's in, I want that against Ottawa. Uh, I really do. And so it comes down to then, can I come up with a combination of William Stamback and maybe a wide receiver for that game on Monday that then I can leave myself the opposite option of then switching to Devontae Williams for Ottawa and a cheaper or and a more expensive receiver potentially, right? So I, I like William Stanback if he's playing. I'd, I'd take a temptation on that. Uh, Devontae Williams is at $5,600. He's been productive in that offense in the last three weeks. He's had at least four catches a game, and maybe things open up a little bit more now with Bob Dice as head coach. Maybe there's a little more for Ottawa to play for here. I don't know. Kind of like that option. Uh, other than that, I'm looking at cheap plays. Wes Hills, if he's the starter at $4,000, has put up decent totals so far. I don't love the matchup with Saskatchewan there. And maybe I'll just wait and see who the Riders' starting running back is this week. Because if it's a guy, uh, another guy who's coming in at $2,500, yeah, I'd probably take that play to spend my money elsewhere. But uh, of the top options, don't love James Butler against Toronto. You know, I really don't like Brady Oliveira as a fantasy option right now. Like, he's doing good rushing-wise. He's up there. I think we talked about it the other day, second in the league in rushing yards right now. But he doesn't have a single touchdown in his last five games. He doesn't really get involved in receiving very much. To put up a 10-point week, then you need 100 yards rushing out of him. And he's done that twice on the season, including last week. At the price he's at at 6,600, I don't think he's hitting your value. So... Uh, even though the matchup is with Edmonton and it's kind of tempting, I, I don't love that there just, just based on that. He never gets in for the touchdowns. So that's kind of what I'm looking at for running back this week. Uh, Trey, you got any big big plays uh, for the running back position? Yeah, yeah. First, I'm going to start off with James Tuck. Picked up 5.7 <laughs> fantasy points last week. And um, <clears throat> if um, if Dakota Prukop doesn't go for the one in or one yard quarterback sneak he's going to do a a bootleg throw to i believe the special teams tackle leader mike miller fullback uh oh, so, so we're gonna go with that my oh. receivers get a little better my receivers get better don't worry i, I tried it there fantasy sports is so dumb that trey is gonna have the top score in our league on the week <laughs> 200 point game i don't know how he's gonna do it but it'll be 200 points yeah, Prukop goes for like three rushing touchdowns. Mike Miller gets no. It, if it was a fumble recovery, that wouldn't count, eh? No, so it'd have no. to be offense only. That's fine. He he gets one a year. I feel like you know what I mean. He gets one somewhere. He'll be in fullback. He gets out there a fair bit. 
they just don't use him. But once in a while, he's wide open and he'll get one. I call it. Well, moving on to the wide receivers here. Uh, do you want to go first here on the wide receivers, Adam? What do you got in your lineup? Uh, this one I've been having a little bit of trouble with it, I'll be honest with you, because I, I'd i like to take Kyron Moore. I know I seen him last week on your roster. I just don't like $7,170 for Kyron Moore. It seems very expensive. However, Cody Fajardo does seem to rely on him to make those big catches. I know one guy I can't take is Tevin Jones because of that, uh, you know, drop or whatever that was. <laughs> Anyways, uh, nevertheless, um, I'm looking at possibly a couple of Argo uh, receivers. However, again, they're playing the Blue Bombers and or the Lions, I'm sorry. And the Lions are just a good team in the secondary. So I'm, I'm having a really hard time with this. Uh, Lucky Whitehead is listed right now as not playing. Uh, it shows him as injured. He will play. It sounds like he's very positive that he will play uh, against the Argonauts. So Lucky Whitehead might be a choice. However, I just get nervous with that because him and Vernon Adams really haven't had a lot of chemistry and haven't made some catches. But And the other thing also is how limited is Lucky Whitehead going to be for this game here? Uh, yeah, I just, I've been having a very hard time trying to figure this one out. Uh, the other option also would be uh, Eugene Lewis gave me some big points last week. He's just so expensive though. I'm, I'm having hard times trying to pick this one here. So, uh, Ryan, I'm going to let you actually go first on this one, and I'll see what you do because I'm having trouble with the receivers. Well, you know what? We're actually on the same page for a lot of these guys. Like, uh, yeah, Eugene Lewis against that Ottawa defense. I like that option. He's the go-to target for uh, Trevor Harrison. He's put up touchdowns in five straight games now. Like, that's something you like to see. That's what we saw from Jake Winicky. And that's why he was such a fantasy guy last season, right? Is the consistent touchdowns. He still gets the volume and the yardage there too. So, uh, you know, you're probably good for at least one of those from Lewis. I like the matchup there. Tim White's so expensive. It's probably going to be hard to fit him in your lineup, but really it's so hard. Like if you do, I don't think it'll be quite worth the value, but if anybody on Hamilton's going to have a big day, it's going to be Tim White at, at receiver there. I think I want one of the Bombers receivers against Edmonton here, but I don't know which one necessarily. I think they're all good options. Nick Dembski, you know, has pretty good games. Not playing the Riders, though, so I don't know how that one works out. But now he's up at almost $10,000, which good for him. You know what? Good for Nick Dembski for uh, the season he's having. Happy to see it. Um, Dalton Schoen passed 1,000 yards last week. He's at 76.43. He's a guy who I maybe have in my lineup right now. And Rasheed Bailey's still performing decently well and at a moderate price. So I like one of those three. Uh, I have Kyron Moore as uh, the top play from Saskatchewan. Again, I called it last week. Tons of catches, right? Ten catches last week for him. Didn't go for a ton of yards. It was like an average of five to seven yards a catch. But that PPR point total is going to add up from Kyron Moore. Um yeah, Argo's receivers, I like them potentially as well. Curly Gittins Jr. is, uh, you know, generally that go-to option, but it seems to be kind of hit and miss. I've got, yeah, a lot of these options I'm like kind of half in, half out on, right? Where you can take the chance on them, but I'm not 100% sold. One guy I'm sold on, though, and I put in my lineup right away, much like Kevin Brown, is Dylan Mitchell of the Edmonton Elks. And uh, that was a gimme for me because this is a guy that keeps on producing. 
and it's a crime that he's under $5,500. And that's because people don't really believe in him yet, but he has put up at least 75 yards in his last four games, a catch of at least 44 in each of those, uh, more than 15 fantasy points in each of them. So uh, yeah, you lock, lock Dylan Mitchell in your lineup, especially, especially against that Bombers defense. Uh, those Actually, are my kind of higher price plays this week. I think there are a couple cheaper options potentially depending on injuries. You know, Brendan O'Leary oranges look decent in a Winnipeg lineup. Um, who was it? Cam Phillips uh, is back in. He's at 4,100. Uh, he's back in for Toronto in that offense. You know, those are some of the other guys I potentially have my eye on to switch up the lineup this week. Uh, Trey, who else do you have in yours? Well, since I have like 90% of my salary cap, I have uh, Nip Dembski, uh, Curly Gittin Jr., and of course, my golden boy, Dalton Schoen. But of course, that those guys alone are like $30,000, so <laughs> they're just under it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna be crying on Saturday night when James Tuck gets a touchdown, Mike Miller gets a touchdown, and Prukop gets like a couple rushing. You guys are just gonna be like, you know, <laughs> I will okay. lose my mind. A bronze statue will be built outside of IGF Field if that's the case. As long as the Jays win too, man, that's fine. If I. Because I'm I'm away at a wedding on Saturday. If I check my phone the next day and find I've lost my fantasy matchup, but Trey is at the top of the standings with those guys, I will lose my mind. You know, the thing is crazy though, if if Gittens, Shone, and Dembski have a good enough day, it might not matter to either, right? So we could just see. Just see. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, <laughs> defensively, uh, picking a defense this week, which we do have to in our league. Uh, you got, of course, your usual eight options of the eight teams playing this week. Uh, for me, I've got Montreal in my uh, my eyes on them right now at thirty three fifty three. I think they're an underrated defense. They're facing again the Ottawa Red Blacks offense, which is it Nick Arbuckle? Is it Caleb Evans? What's that look like under Bob Dice's uh, leadership there? Uh, I like that potential play for Montreal right now. I think that's a cheaper one there. Um, or Toronto, honestly, at 4,057. You know, Vernon Adams Jr. did have a bounce back game against Ottawa last week. He's also known to throw a pick here or there. And uh, we saw Toronto shut down Jake Mayer. I think they could potentially shut down Vernon Adams. Is it a weird strategy to go with the defense playing my quarterback potentially? I don't know. Uh, I mean, if VA does throw the picks, then it mitigates the points lost from those, but you also don't really gain the points back. So maybe it's a more, uh, you know, casual or not a casual conservative play at that position. But uh, those are kind of the two main defenses I'm looking at here right now. Uh, let's go to you, Adam. What are you thinking? Well, I've been looking at this one pretty hard because, again, I'm having trouble trying to figure this one out. I liked at one time here the Edmonton Elks because they've been making some weird plays and making some interceptions and doing a few things. But then again, you got to look who they were playing. They're playing Saskatchewan. They played Montreal. Uh, they're playing Winnipeg this week. So Zach Aleros traditionally does not throw interceptions. Uh, so that being said, I'm probably looking at Montreal right now. Uh, they're playing two quarterbacks that I just don't think are on the right page. 
uh, being uh, uh, Evans and being uh, uh, Arbuckle. So to me, I I like uh, Montreal's defense right now. Um, that being said, though, Toronto, they could make Vernon Adams' day very miserable, and you're right. They, they've been having good weeks. Uh, they had that 28-point week up a, uh, a little while ago here. I don't think they're going to have that kind of week because they're not playing Ottawa, but uh, I think they're going to have a good week, and they could be a good option also against BC, especially if Vernon Adams Jr. gets rattled early. I'm just taking Winnipeg. They're going hunting for elk, man. That's all I'm doing. I thought you were going to just uh, break Adam's rules and just go with Saskatchewan. I was or... close. I was close, but uh, I, I'm i not feeling too confident. I don't know. The, the betting lines got me spooked, which we could talk about in the next sec- section, right? But, like, the experts are saying Hamilton is favored, so that I'm like, well, those guys are the experts for a reason, usually, right? So <laughs> I don't know what to do. So I don't know. I stayed away from Saskatchewan. You never know what's going to go on there, so. Well, let's move on to our picks against the spread, our betting segment powered by BetStamp. BetStamp's free app that helps you find the best value for your online sports betting wagers, provides you comparisons of odds across a variety of different sports books, including the BetStamp recommended best odds, which is what we'll be using here right away to make our picks against the spread. You can learn more at BetStamp.app and sign up with referral code CFC. Uh, let me get them up on the screen for us here and, uh, take it away here, Trey, with, uh, our, uh, picks against spread. Yeah. Like we were just talking about the first game of the week, my sunglasses, I couldn't see that. Um, Hamilton's favorite two and a half over Saskatchewan. Oh boy. I, geez, I'm going to take, I guess. I'm going to take Hamilton, I guess. I don't know, man. Adam, what do you think? It's a must-win game. Saskatchewan, if they lose this one, there might not be a Saskatchewan to come back to when they get here. I, To me, it's got to be Saskatchewan. I mean, they're, they're actually not favored in this game. I mean, they, they beat Hamilton pretty soundly the last time they played in, in Saskatchewan in week one. I mean, they gave him, what, nine sacks on Dane Evans. Dane Evans is probably still having night terrors over uh, uh, Pete Robertson nailing him. So I, I don't know. To me, I think this should be an easy win for Saskatchewan. No, I won't say easy win because Saskatchewan can't get anything easy this year. But Saskatchewan's going to win this one. Right, Ryan? Yeah, the, I, this is a toss-up for me. I, I don't know which team should be the favorite in my mind because both of the I just know whichever one I pick is going to let me down in some fashion. Um, so I, I think I'm going to go with Saskatchewan as well. I think that, uh, again, yeah, I think they're the better football team on paper. They've just, you know, haven't gotten it all together lately. And you talked about that improved offensive line last week. So maybe another week of that, another step forward for them. Not super confident, but I'll take the Riders at plus two and a half uh, from bet 99 here. Hey, three and one when uh, Dan Clark was there. I'm just saying. Well, three and two, I guess now. That's that's fine. We'll see. Because traditionally, I don't I I don't know how it goes when you guys are on one side and I'm on the other, right? So we'll see. On to Saturday. 
the game that I think no one will watch. Um, but it'll be um, this is another one. You know what I mean? Like I, I always think, what would this line be if Rourke was playing? You know, it would not be BC. Would not be the underdog. I'm going to take BC the plus one and a half on cool bet. I'm going to go. I think that they're the better team. And every time I give Toronto any credit, they, they, you know, they, they screwed up for me. And I think there's only going to be one team winning in Toronto on the weekend. Uh, Ryan. Well, I think you and I are going to disagree here again on this one. I don't need the coin flip on this one. I feel actually kind of comfortable taking the Argos here. Uh, very little pressure on them. If you want to go with that, right. With, uh, all eyes in Toronto are going to be on the Blue Jays. Uh, but no, seriously, the thing for me is that uh, BC is on the road. I don't like them as much on the road. VA, I need to see another good game from him in a row. And Toronto's defense is just so underrated. The way they shut Calgary down pretty well last week. And that offense has to be better. They're not going to score just two points this week. I don't think they will. They're better than that. McLeod Bethel Thompson and crew. Uh, I think will be a little bit more efficient. Still a close game for me, but the line is so close. I will take the Argos to win this one at home. Adam? You know, I'm just not sure here. I mean, uh, it's going to be a very close one just because I think that the BC Lions still have that idea that they're going to catch Winnipeg in the playoffs. I don't think they will, but they, they might have that idea that they can still catch them. BC is going to come in playing hot, but I just have a funny feeling that the Argonauts are going to be in that slightly PO'd mode about everybody going off to the to a Blue Jays game and nobody wanting to pay attention to the Argos. It's us against the world, the old speech, and I think the Argos are going to win this one here in the end uh, just because I just can't see McCall Bethel-Thompson having a two-point game twice in a row like you just said, Ryan. And I think Vernon Adams is going to be running for his life. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Argonauts. This never goes well when we pick against Trey. It's got to go and right once, at least this year, doesn't it? I got the standings ready to, to share the world in a second here, man. We, ne we never need to go through standings. Standings are bad. Nobody needs to go through standings. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez, Louise. Oh, man. Because oh. watch, we're going to all take Edmonton and we're going to all take Edmonton and then Winnipeg's going to win like 40 nothing or something stupid. And we all take Winnipeg and then Winnipeg's going to win by a rouge, right? God damn it. I'm going to take Winnipeg. I'll take Winnipeg. This one might get switched. I don't think I switched once this year, so I'm allowed to use one late. Mm, yeah, I'll take Winnipeg, but we'll see. Let's go to Adam. Oh, I think I have to take the Edmonton Elks. I went and I posted it today on uh, Twitter. You know what? 13 and a half uh, for the Elks. I'm ready to get hurt again, even though last week that was a real disappointment. I uh, No, I got to go with the Elks. That's too much of a difference. I mean, just there's, there's no way the Elks can't cover 13 and a half. They've been playing better. They've got Kevin Brown, who's been playing good. They've got Dylan Mitchell, who's there. Taylor Cornelius has been playing good. And their defense, um, can't remember the guy's name there, but he looked pretty darn good on the defensive line, uh, one of their defensive linemen there. So, Ceresna? Yeah, Chrisna's looked good, but there was another guy as well. Taylor something or other. I 
can't remember his name. I gotta look it up here. But no, uh, Edmonton looks better right now. They're playing for jobs. They're playing for Popeye's chicken. I think that they're gonna probably be the better. You gotta stop, man. You gotta stop with that. I got skipped the dishes, man. I'll order like the five piece right now if you don't stop. <laughs> I, I would love to order that, but you know they don't let me out oh, in the country. So <laughs> anyway, All Ryan, right. who do you got? Well, I hate that you've done this to me because, uh, again, Trey goes one side, Adam goes the other side. I'm leaning towards Edmonton, but, like, that's three games in a row I'm agreeing with Adam. And if I were to do that all season long, then I would be below 500. So I'm I'm a little (laughs) bit worried about that. But, no, uh, I saw – I didn't look at the rest of these lines, but you sent this one ahead of time, Trey, and I I would smash the plus 13.5 for Edmonton here. That's – it's way too big of a line. I feel like every time I've gone Winnipeg's direction on these big ones, uh, it, it's failed, except last week. Um, I'm going with Edmonton at plus 13.5. I think it'll be a closer game here. I don't know if I'm taking them to win, but uh, they'll cover at least. Because I'm not the biggest baseball fan, Trey, it's rally cap when you flip your hat inside out, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's full rally cap right now for uh, coming back on Trey. Okay, sure. Um, on to the next game. Happy Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm all good with ours being in October, but I wish we had the Thursday Friday thing. I think that's a lot cooler what the Americans got, but I'll take it in uh, mid October. Jeez, another big one here. Like again, I'm pretty sure Montreal is going to win, but is it going to be a field goalie kind of game? Because we talked about we don't know what we're going to get with Ottawa, right? You know. Give me six and a half minus six and a half on bet nine nine for the Montreal Alouettes. I'm going to go with Uncle Gary, uh, and Uncle Gary's going to win by a touchdown for me. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Well, I'll agree with you at least once this week. I'm going Montreal as well. Uh, would I potentially change it if Standback? This is thinking Standback's going to be back this week. Would I change it if he isn't? potentially but uh, i'm all about locking it in here on the show and sticking with it so yeah i'll go with montreal minus six and a half uh you know bob dice maybe that helps a little bit but it is his first game we don't know what we're gonna get and montreal's won five of their last six and they're playing for a shot at first place in the east division so i will take them to win this matchup here this week adam uh this one here i think is probably my easiest pick this week Ottawa doesn't even have an offensive coordinator right now. And if they do it by committee, it is a disaster over in Ottawa right now for that. I I wish Bob Dice all the best of luck, and I hope that he has a good game. You're playing against a team that's hungry and trying to chase down first in the East. Montreal is going to win this one, I believe, by more than seven point or six and a half points. So to me, yeah, no, I'm going to go Montreal as well. All right, real quick. Um... So, yeah, I mentioned we have 21 games left. That's counting the playoffs. That's Grey Cup and the two weeks of playoffs. I thought I'd count that because we might need some tie breaks. You, you, yeah, you're 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 not impossible to catch up the, to me, either of you. Uh, right now, I lead the way 38 and 27. Pretty happy with that. I'm getting close to the point where I'm a guaranteed a plus 500 record, and that's all I wanted going into this. Um Ryan came up with the nickname betting expert. I never once said that in my resume. So, you know, so I'll take it. Um, Ryan's at 35 and 30. Pretty good for a newbie better. Take that. 
Adam, you just slipped below 500, 32 and 33 right now. So 21 games, man. You got to go, what, 11 and 10 just to be 500? So let's see. Oh, and real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. I'm going to take, do you think the Mets or Padres, Adam? Mets. I know they've been, I know they've been, I know they've been bad, but Padres don't have Tatis, so I don't know what they're going to do. You take the Padres? Nah, I take the Padres. I don't really care for the Mets ever. I I laugh at them most of the year, so I mean, I can't just, you know what? They have, I'll give them this though. They win immediately on their fight song whenever uh, Diaz comes out. I mean, that instant win. But otherwise, eh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to take the uh, Padres. I think I'll take the Padres in this one. Sorry, uh, not the Mets. Uh, I guess we should go through the uh, Blue Jays, uh, uh, Seattle Mariners. I guess, I Trey, I was going to leave them last because I was going to say, I don't either. What's Rays and Guardians, man? Like, that's another one. I don't know. Guardians are higher ranked. But then the Rays, I, I think they're a pretty dangerous team. And then the only one that the one that your team, your NHL team from Tampa. What do you think on the Rays and the Guardians? Honestly, couldn't tell you. Okay. Yeah. Baseball. Baseball's my weakest point. Baseball's the sport I know the absolute least about. I hope the Cardinals just wipe the floor with Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia. Oh yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, and then it's obviously take the Blue Jays. The fan in me wants to say in two, but the smart, you know, reasonable guy says it's going to go in three. If there's any prop bets like that, I would probably lean towards three games, but it'll be a good one on Sunday then. And if you want to bet on these baseball games as well, you know, you can also on uh, on the bet stamp app, go and see all the odds on those ones, just like the CFL odds we're taking a look at every single week. So Pull them up here. You can see all the odds for all the uh, the baseball games going on right now as well. And whether it's the CFL, the NFL, baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, make sure you bet responsibly. Do not bet the farm. Do not bet uh, anything of important value to you. And keep it fun, just like we had fun here this evening. But Mike Mike can still bet a, a TV show on his uh, on his on his site there. He that's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, getting into uh, hockey season starting here. There are a couple, uh, couple maybe friendly bets going to be made along the way here this season with that as well. But uh, well, uh, I think that is it for this evening. Here, uh, Nick's in the chat saying, "Shoot, I missed my favorite part, fantasy." Uh, well, good news is you got the video after the fact as well. You can feel free to go back check that segment as well. Uh, yeah, the videos, they, if you join us live, you get to watch them live every Wednesday night, every Monday, uh, for the recap show. Uh, if you want the audio feed, uh, normally till now, those have been coming out kind of late night, same night, bit of a programming change for the, probably the rest of the season here. They're probably going to come back, uh, come out later the next day. Uh, reason being pretty busy right now i gotta do the editing and uh after monday night's show i think i went to bed at one o'clock and i was supposed to get up at six o'clock the next morning for work and uh, i was so tired i slept in an hour and a half past my alarms so we're not gonna do that anymore um so we'll probably edit that the next day uh so if you you know going forward if you're listening to this and you're wondering when the episode's coming up in your audio feed 
well, uh, feel free to get the early info from the videos, and then uh, you'll still have the audio well in advance in time to uh, to get all the info you need for your uh, setting your lineups and bets and things like that. Uh, so as we get to wrap things up here, let's take a look at uh, what's coming up next on the podcast here, which is our Week 18 recap on Monday night. October 10th, Thanksgiving. There's a game earlier that day. We'll be here to recap the, all of them, uh, give our players a week, power rankings, all that fun stuff as well. We'll also be back here next Wednesday night to preview week number 19. Trey, I think you said you are not available that night, correct? So it'll be just Adam and I here to talk through uh, everything for week number 19. Uh, and we'll do the same thing. Uh, maybe stay a little bit more on track next uh, next week. Uh, things went a little off the rails today, but it was fun. I had fun. I hope you guys all had fun here as well. Uh, a bit of a long one, but uh, and apologies, no fantasy charts, things like that. Oh, you got a bit of a sneak preview there, even of the uh, of the uh, the fantasy league rosters because uh, I switched the tab. It's been a long night, boys. Uh, oh, I switched the tab again. Okay, I'm apparently not sharing one tab. Well, uh, where can people find you guys on social media? Let's go with that. Uh, Trey, let's uh, talk about you first. Yeah, first of all, I think you need to add the Week 18 tab on our Fantasy League, too, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Okay, good idea. I will do yeah. that. Yeah, because I was like, I need to make my roster so I'm not texting you five minutes before kickoff again, you know, switching things. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Trey MB Harness. Uh, yeah, I just started a new job in horse racing this week, so there's going to be a lot of that upcoming. And I also started working with our buddy Mike, doing a little... He wouldn't let me get off a of color. Um, he, you know, he said, "Oh, you just just stick with color for now, Trey." And you know, you're you're new, and I'm like, oh, "I'm not new. I'm new to hockey, but it's fine. It's fine. I'll be on color on some uh, whatever Ma- Manitoba Women's Junior Hockey League for a little bit." So I'm excited for that at Trey MB Harness. Yeah, not really doing other thing else than that. Adam, what about you? Yeah, you can find me at Adam Stewart One. I know I listened to you, uh, Trey, the other day. Did a great job in color. I thought it was great. Uh, let's face it, it's hard, hard thing to do uh, play-by-play uh, with a color guy there. Boy, it sure makes your life a lot easier. I know that from experience. But yeah, you can find me at Adam Stewart one uh, Maybe a few less Harvest photos right now because that's wrapping up pretty quickly here. But uh doesn't mean nothing's going on in the farm. I'll probably take some pictures of some calves or some cows for you. Uh, so check that out for sure. Uh, and definitely this week, I know I won't uh, be proposing any more CFL Podcast Network trades because other Ryan, otherwise Ryan will probably have my job. Anyways, you can find me at, like I said, Adam Stewart 1. And you can find Mike. Uh, make sure you check him out too. He's at Mike Garrell. Uh, be sure to check him out as well. He's busy with hockey uh, and a whole lot of other stuff. So uh, be sure to visit with him. Mike, all uh, right. Yeah, Adam, if you ask for a trade or a waiver one more time, we might just have to grant it to you. You're really pushing it here. Uh, if you keep asking, uh, I'll give it to you. But uh, I hope hope that's not the case. I hope you're sticking around. You're a good part of the team here. We enjoy having you here. Of course, and uh, we enjoy having everybody joining us in the live chats as well. A lot of fun comments this evening. You can catch all these shows live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, the Game Time TV YouTube page every single week, all made possible by presenting sponsor Game Time TV, which you can learn more about at watch.gametimetv.ca. 
you want to follow the podcast on social media at CF Countdown Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash CF Countdown Pod as well. All the other shows from around the Canadian Football Podcast Network are at, at CF Pod Network. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Cooper Trooper 42 there. Uh, trying to put out the PR fires of Adam trying to get everybody traded off of this podcast. Um, and yeah, talk CFL, CFL fantasy, anything you want to chat about all the way along as well. Um, I think that is everything for tonight. So whatever podcast platform you're listening on, we appreciate it. If you do all the fun things such as like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share the show with your friends, help us grow the show. We definitely always appreciate that. And on behalf of everybody here this evening, thank you for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.